Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Monday, October 5th. S&P futures are rallying about 18 points. That is about 55 basis points. The Nasdaq futures are rallying about 95 points. That is about 85 basis points. Europe's major indices are trading higher by about 60 basis points. There is a pro-cyclical bias in Europe, so autos, banks, energy are all outperforming. And most of Asia finished higher as well. Mainland China is still closed for a holiday. So a lot of news to go over um, from the weekend. You know, just kind of the major kind of buckets of news that I think are really in focus this morning. Um, you know, COVID mitigation. So you've had now for several weeks cases um, rising throughout Europe, and you are now seeing again in the U.S. cases increasing as well. You've seen a lot of different uh, localities in Europe and the U.S. over the last 72 hours announce various different mitigation steps. Probably the most notable for the U.S. was uh, New York City coming out yesterday, proposing to shut schools and non-essential businesses in nine zip codes. You had news out of Paris, Ireland, um, Germany, the U.K., et cetera, all announcing incremental steps in an attempt to kind of contain this most recent resurgence. On the one hand, you are not seeing the types of wholesale shutdown steps that were taken back in March and April. That's obviously very encouraging. But this steady trickle of, of new measures that are being imposed certainly um, is not going to be helpful, even just psycho- psychologically, for people to kind of resume their normal economic lives. So that is certainly something to watch. Obviously, you had the Trump hospital admission that occurred Friday after the close. A lot of mixed messaging around the true state of his condition, um, especially Thursday night, Friday morning. His doctors suggest that things have improved um, relatively dramatically from where they were on Friday. He's been taking a lot of um, various different treatments. Um, And then his doctors yesterday suggest that he could be discharged as soon as today. We'll have to see how all that unfolds. Fiscal stimulus, obviously, very much in focus. You saw this on Friday. And the fiscal stimulus conversation is certainly evolving. So obviously, the big focus for the last several weeks has been what could get passed before the election. I think what you're seeing now occur in the market, and you really you really saw this on Friday, was um, you know markets are beginning to look at what could possibly happen if there was a full Democratic sweep. So House stays Democratic, Biden wins the White House, and then the Senate turns over to Democratic hands. That was really, um, in my view, the key driver of what you saw on Friday, this real dramatic pro-cyclical, pro-value rally that um, that penalized uh, momentum and growth. So, you know, the numbers that people are talking about as far as 2021 and beyond, if you were to see a full Democratic sweep, are obviously, um, you know, far higher than what could happen before the election. And I think that's kind of the real big macro debate, the real big macro conversation right now is whether or not, you know, you are seeing the, the possible um, inklings of this rotation occur. If you actually did see a full Democratic sweep and all of the fiscal, um, the fiscal implications of that, I think that's what the market is really trying to grapple with right now. As far as fiscal stimulus before the election, um, you know that whole process looked like it was dead Thursday night. Obviously, then you had the Trump diagnosis, um, and like I said, I think the New York City news from the weekend helps even further as to try to catalyze something before the election. Um, you know, Pelosi spoke again yesterday. She sounded hopeful. McConnell spoke on Friday. He sounded hopeful. There really was not a lot of movement, or not a lot of public movement, at least over the weekend, in terms of reaching some type of a compromise. Pelosi on Friday, for the first time, did sound more open to um, a piecemeal type strategy. So she she told the airline industry to hold off on layoffs, um, suggesting that there could be a standalone airline bill if there, if not a larger um, you know fiscal package. So we'll have to see where all this unfolds. Remember, Pelosi has been up at $2 trillion. 
Um, the White House has suggested that it could accept 1.5 to 1.6 trillion. The Senate has been relatively quiet in terms of whether they would accept that 1.5 to 1.6. So we'll have to see how all some plays uh, plays out over the coming weeks. Um, you know, if you're if you're Pelosi and the Democrats and you are confident that there would be a full sweep come uh, in if coming out of the November election and then in January they are in control of all the levers of power. Um, they may be more uh, amenable to some type of a piecemeal approach now in anticipation of something massive later. But again, it's far from inevitable that the Senate is going to turn over. Um, you know, I do think the market never really doubted um, that the House would stay Democratic. I think the market increasingly views that Biden is most likely to win in November, but the Senate is still very much a wild card. Um, and if obviously the Senate stays in Republican hands, that that dramatically alters the outlook for fiscal stimulus. Um, so just quickly on the politics, you had a lot of new polls out over the weekend. Um, all of them are very pro Biden in terms of national and then within key battlegrounds. You know, Trump had three big setbacks last week, first with that New York Times article um, about his taxes, then the debate performance, and then obviously the the COVID diagnosis. Um, you know, there still is a, about a month to go before the race happens. It's unclear what is going to occur with all the debates. So the vice presidential debate will go as scheduled this week. It will be live. The two um, uh, Harris and Pence will, will both be there physically, but it's not clear what's going to happen with the last two presidential debates. Um, if they happen at all, if they're going to be virtual, et cetera. The White House suggested that they'd like them to go forward as planned, but obviously a lot will depend on um, you know how Trump is testing, how Trump feels. So those are kind of all the big main themes that markets are trying to grapple with. You know, you did have coming out of, like I said, on Friday, you have a lot of kind of pro-cyclical, pro-fiscal stimulus momentum in the market, but control of the Senate will be very important. Um, and again, you know, I think we'll be watching to see what comes out of as far as pre-election stimulus in the coming days. Uh, so those are the main themes for this morning. Um, on, on a more micro level, there were a bunch of M&A announcements out of Europe. I have all of them in the piece today. Uh, I'm not really going to go through all of them. Nothing were, were super dramatic, but that is another factor that's helping uh, European stocks rally. On the calendar, there is not much uh, for today or really for this week. So for today, you have the services ISM at 10 a.m. And then NVIDIA has an analyst meeting as well. Uh, those are probably the two main events. There's nothing scheduled for after the close. Um, for the calendar for this week, it's very quiet, um, you know, other than I think unscheduled news. So unscheduled news regarding fiscal stimulus, unscheduled news regarding, um, you know, Trump's progress at the hospital. Um, you could have a couple of pre-announcements. This traditionally is a relatively busy week for pre-announcements. So the calendar Q3 earnings season really begins in earnest on the 13th next week. So this is kind of the period of time where companies have seen how the quarter progresses. And if things are dramatically different from the street forecast, they could come out and give an update. Um, you have the vice presidential debate Wednesday night, and then you have, uh, you know, the Fed could be interesting as well. So Powell will be speaking on Tuesday. And then you have the minutes from the last meeting on um, on Wednesday afternoon. I think the minutes could be interesting to the extent they shed light on what the Fed's plans are regarding quantitative easing. So that's, you know, just looking back on how Fed policy has evolved, you know, we have the new inflation target. We have kind of how the rate outlook is now tied to the inflation um, objective. Kiwi is still somewhat vague where they're buying a lot of assets, but they've been kind of unclear as to how long that, that those purchases will continue for and whether or not the purchase pace could increase or decrease depending on how market developments unfold. So, the minutes, I think, 
possibly could shed some light on that um, on Wednesday afternoon. So that that's probably that could be the most interesting scheduled macro event at least for the week. Um, I have previews on everything out in uh, a separate piece that I put out yesterday. There's a link to it this morning, um, and that is essentially everything for today. Thank you for listening.